everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Eat, Drink, and Be Merry show. Uh, you know what? It is the first Saturday of the month in October, so you know we're going to get freaky. And we're going to get freaky with the diva, Linda Kassam. She's a food, wine, travel writer. We call her the food, wine, and shopping diva. And today she's bringing on uh, Robert Schuler as our special guest. He's been on the show before, actually quite a few times. He's a produce expert at Melissa's Produce. And you know what? Melissa's Produce is like the number one specialty produce company in the country, I believe. And you can go to melissas.com to learn more. But we're going to get freaky about freaky fruit and vegetables for Halloween, but also what we can put on our table for the fall because there's a lot of delicious squash. There's asparagus. But again, there's some freaky fruit and funky things to talk about that we can liven up things in a healthy way. It used to be just like here, Halloween is corn candy, which we now know may not be the best thing for us. So maybe we can, uh, you know, make things a little more fun with dragon fruit and Buddha's hands and rambutan. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Robert will let us know. But first, welcome back to the show, Diva Linda. How are you? Thank you very much. It's uh, turned fall in Seattle, so we have our beautiful... Um, all of the autumn colors are out, which really makes you feel like it's time for Halloween. You start progressing towards um, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But today's show is really about fall produce and um, and the wonderful things that you can do with it and wonderful things, new things that are out there that were, of course, as you say, never weren't out there when we were kids. You know, uh, it was candy corn and M&M's. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, Melissa just takes a just a a great leap forward on on providing things that are fun and freaky freaky fruits which, I think, which actually tastes good so i'm excited about today and treats like snacks like you know you've got the which is cauldron uh, kettle corn behind you which nancy and i just received today and you know we're excited to dig into them and I, if you anybody in the uh you know the neighborhoods of Asheville see nancy and i riding a broomstick with the kettle corn next to bears that could be a normal scene because there are bears running around here in the neighborhoods of Asheville. So um, you might see us running around with a broom, who knows, um, or flying around, I should say. But I don't know if we'll actually take off. But welcome back, Robert. How are you? Thank you, ladies, for having me back. They're always exciting to talk talk about some of the most exciting fruits and vegetables that are available to us from season to season, from holiday to holiday. So this is what's exciting about Melissa's. And I always give you these reports like I just saw the potatoes in this store. <laughs> you know? So like where we are in Asheville and, and Linda's in Seattle, we can find these, right? This is the one thing that Melissa's is good at being in grocery stores that people can go and pick these up. And if they can't, and I mean, sometimes mainstream grocery stores, it's not always specialty, but um, you can pretty much find things, your Melissa's Produce, in stores around the country. Correct. Uh, we're, uh, Melissa's Produce is the largest variety supplier of produce in the United States. We do both conventional and organic. In fact, we're one of the largest organic produce providers in the United States. We have a product line of 1,500 items. I don't think you're going to find all <laughs> 1,500 items in every single store. Some are seasonal. 
but you're going to you're going to find some of our most popular items in a store near you into the produce department there. We also do a little distribution, uh, especially on the West Coast of food service uh, in restaurants and stuff. Um, so we're, uh, we're we're very accessible in all 50 states across the country. And we're known for interesting, exciting, different ethnic and specialty produce items. So wait a minute, your Buddha's hand could go all the way to Alaska. Uh, yes, um, uh, we distribute throughout the United States there. The season's just about to start. Um, and that is a fruit that is not like a typical, uh, citrus fruit where you enjoy the flesh on the inside. You actually, on the Buddhist hand, from a culinary perspective, you use it for the peel. So you, I see a picture of it right behind you on your shoulder there. It, uh, it is called Buddhist hand because of its visual appeal. What starts growing that looks like a grapefruit on the tree, all of a sudden these fingers start to grow and the, 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 um, the actual skin is the, the, the Buddhist hand has the most fragrant and flavorful citrus peel than any other citrus variety. So oh, wow. it's unusual that some fruits you enjoy the skin and not necessarily the, the, the fruit on the inside because there is no fruit on the inside. It's just pith. And that's how you enjoy a Buddhist hand citron. So do you use it mostly for like juices or water, you know, to flavor your water? Because I know that's a big deal. Or do you use uh, it like you, with you the holidays in... for your cakes and stuff like that? Yes, it's used in a lot of baking. And when you need any type of like lemon or lime zest, use the Buddhist hand. It is the most fragrant, most flavorful, and uh, very interesting uh, citrus fruit. So... Hmm. Yeah. It's the hand of Peter Lorre with Dick. Sorry, that's an old movie thing. <laughs> the hand. Uh, Diva Linda, I know. Isn't this amazing that you've been, you, so you can order online from melissas.com and Diva Linda gets it on her boat. I mean, that's pretty amazing, you know, yes. that she was it's able to re- receive yeah. this. It's very easy. And I would say that um, if you're going to do a special Halloween event this year, the items that we're going to talk about today in the freaky fruit category are, you gotta, if you can't find them in your uh, regular or upscale market, then hurry up and um, order them from com because there are so many fun things that you can put in your event, starting with the kettle corn, of course, and, and those, oh, I call them ramekins, but they're not. What are they, ramputins? Ramputins. Yes. And those are actually... Hilarious. They're used for eyeballs mostly. So you can sort of take a look behind Lisa and um, in your decorative charcuterie board, you can use them and they come out looking like eyeballs. It's quite with the next to the Buddha hand, next to um, other things, it, the, the, um, the kettle corn and so forth. You can really make a very special charcuterie board and or just uh, things around your house. Uh, can you imagine sitting down to and somebody having it on the coffee table, some of this stuff on the coffee table, especially the Buddha hand. The Buddha hands are really cool when you look at them and you're not expecting them until you look at them and you go, oh my gosh, it's, you know, you, you figure it out that it's a freaky fruit, but it's good. It's yummy. Um, uh, it's very fragrant. And, um, you know, once again, if you can't find it. You can start looking now in your produce sections and, uh, but you're, 
uh, you can order it off of melissas.com. And I think that that's, especially if you're doing a special thing, get, get some of this stuff. It's going to be, not only does it look enticing and strange and wonderful, but it tastes good. All this stuff has wonderful taste to it. Well, it's interesting too, because there's fall, you know, um, vegetables and, and squash and, and pumpkins. But there was like the white asparagus that came first. And I'm like, okay, now, and I know a little history of the white asparagus actually coming to America, but I've never cooked with it. So I'm waiting. I've got a recipe from a friend, but Robert, um, when I looked at it, I kind of looked and I went, wow, this kind of looks like little fingernails and, and kind of, <laughs> no, no, I kind of got in, you know, I, you know, I got weird. Well, come on. That's what Halloween and this whole season's about, right? Have some fun with your creativity. You're supposed to, you know, move that muscle a little bit. And then I was like, wow, okay, do I treat it like green asparagus? And we had this whole conversation with the friends here where we got the produce where, where we're doing our little pet sitting, as everyone knows, we travel the country doing that. And so now do we treat it the same as green asparagus or do we baby them? Right now I cut their little ends off and said, I'm talking to Robert before I like cook you. Um, and now you got a little bit of water under you. So what what do I do with these babies? Okay, so uh, white asparagus is, uh, there's only three different varieties of asparagus. The green asparagus, which I think most people know, there's white asparagus, and there's purple asparagus. Mm -hmm. Now, the only natural colors for asparagus are green and purple. So why is there white asparagus? Well, there's a special way to grow white asparagus. The key is for it not to see the sunlight when it grows. Mm -hmm. So there's two growing methods to, for asparagus to be picked white. Either the growers um, put a, a shade over the uh, asparagus when it right when it right it's right about to sprout because when it sprouts, then the sun hits the asparagus and then it, the chlorophyll makes it turn green or naturally purple. However, they deprive the white asparagus of hitting, getting hit by the sun. So they either put a tunnel over it or they pile dirt before it sprouts out. And that's how you get white asparagus. White asparagus, though you treat it like regular uh, green asparagus, has a very mild and tender flavor to it than green asparagus. So Typically, you find it in a more elegant white tablecloth restaurant than you do, but you can find it in your local produce departments there. There's a lot of uh, great recipes that you can get uh, on the internet, or you can go to melissas.com. Uh, it represents probably about 4% of the asparagus that is available out there in the marketplace. So look for it and, and try something different, you know, this fall season there. Uh, asparagus is grown on a year-round basis. Our main uh, growing area for asparagus in the United States, if you didn't know, is Peru. It's their biggest mm. um, export into the United States uh, of any produce item because they do a few other produce items there. But Peru is where we get asparagus pretty much on a year-round basis when it's not available domestically. And pretty much by now, the fall, the season is um, the domestic season. Um, is ended, so uh, it, it is product of uh, Peru right now, but give it a try if you've never tried it before. If you love asparagus, you might even love the white asparagus even more. I was thinking that you could do like a, a pumpkin puree over it. 
you know, for keeping in the fall colors, you know, a little pumpkin and, you know, or you got your hollandaise sauce that people could do for brunch. Would would it still be good for that? Like a little. Oh, no, definitely. You can use it interchangeably into any green asparagus uh, recipe. Now, the ladies here said they do olive oil, uh, fresh lemon, salt and pepper. And she says she just dips them all in the bowl, rolls them around, shakes them off, puts them on a parchment paper, tinfoil-y kind of thing, and bakes them for, roasts them for a little bit. And that sounds pretty good to me. A little garlic, garlic, garlic needs to be in there. Garlic. You guys do garlic, too. You have oh, yes. To. We do actually and- different varieties of garlic, from your common garlic to your black garlic to your elephant garlic. So, yeah. Don't think we, that just because you're familiar with one fruit or vegetable that there's different varieties, you know, because like when you say bananas to me, I can name six other bananas that Melissa's does beyond the typical common Cavendish variety of banana. I, I don't think most people know the actual name and it's called Cavendish, but we're a company that does plantain bananas, burro bananas, manzano bananas, baby bananas and red bananas. Uh, well, so, there you go. I yeah. think you had the little baby bananas last time, Linda. I like bananas. I like all the different kinds of bananas, and it's kind of fun to experiment. Maybe once a season, you can try something that you haven't tried before or more. That's what these programs are all about, to help introduce you to what comes uh, each season. And, I mean, I'm not sure that without uh, Robert's guidance that I would have gotten those eyeball things. But uh, once I got them... (laughs) Rambutans. And I remember eating the little bananas, which are good, and the different colored ones, and so forth. So, uh, you know, step out of your box a little bit. You know, listen to all the different things that we have to talk to you about today. And and try one or two or three or four. And especially if you're setting a a fall table, a Halloween table, you know, these things are really cool. Um, Let me think. uh, Besides the kettle corn and the hairy eyeball things and the Buddha fingers, which are really good. What else did we have? We had... Um, oh, we've got all those little pumpkins. Oh, and the pink the pink pineapple. Can we... Listen, I've wanted the pink pineapple. It's been on my radar for a while, and I'm like, that is some delicious goodness. Can I just say? I knew it would be, but I didn't expect it to be that good. I mean, I knew what good could possibly be, but like... um. I need more. <laughs> I just already. And one person is not allowed to devour a whole pineapple in one sitting, but I could. And then I'm thinking, like, what can we do cocktail? Oh, you know, I'm going to go there. Cocktail-wise, mm-hmm. upside-down cake is like you've never seen it before. But pink, like this pink, can we get it year-round? Or is this, are, are we at the end of it? Like, what went, when, 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 I can't go away. <laughs> okay. So, Pink pineapples are a newer fruit to the United States. They were, um, they're grown in Costa Rica where we get most of our pineapples there. Um, it's a very small crop. Uh, yeah. It was introduced in the fall of 2019, like right before wow. COVID. It actually uh, became uh, extremely popular uh, in social media and actually um 
through COVID season, it was like the number one thing ordered through Melissa's.com because wow. they, they, did, they didn't produce enough or they haven't grown enough for it to be available, one, on a year-round basis, and two, have it accessible in all the stores. Up until the last year was the first time we actually now see the pink flesh pineapples in stores across the country. They are still a bit expensive, but about $25 each. Um, but they're still a rare experience. So that's why supply and demand is, is why. But with oh, one thing I, about I the feel pink- so special. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've got a little bit left and I'm going to go get champagne. Like after uh-huh. we, I am after this, I'm going to go get champagne because I feel like that experience needs to, I, I don't know why, but pink champagne, we don't need pink champagne. We need champagne or Prosecco, actually even Prosecco in a way with this. So I'm, I'm saying like, I knew this was special. So sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm excited. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> but um, this is the one thing. So you'll receive a pineapple, whether it's online at melissa.com or at your local store, they do not have the top on them. You know, the green right? top. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because if you didn't know, that's how you get the next generation of uh, pink pineapples. So they cut off the top at the grower level and then stick the green thing in the dirt, and it will grow into another um, uh, pineapple bush that produces pineapples. So um, that's very distinctive in produce departments across the country because they don't have the top in it. Most often than not, they're in a box, so they're really easy to find that says pink pineapple across them. Now, how do they taste different than your regular, typical gold pineapple? They taste similar. However, here's the big difference. They're not acidic, so they won't burn your gums. So people who Mm -hmm. don't like pineapple because they're so acidic, you're not going to get that in these pink pineapples. They're super sweet like pineapples are, but they don't have the acidity. So give it a try. It is one of the rarer, more rare fruits in the United States. It's also one of the newer fruits to the United States. And um, now we have them pretty much on a year-round basis, but they're a little pricey. But that is such a novel idea to give as a gift instead of a wine bottle, you know, when you're visiting families and friends. And uh, just a kind of a, a, a novelty crowd pleaser when you bring it there because it would be an, a rare experience to try a pink pineapple. Are, are you saying time. I need to not keep hoarding it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. You could do what you want there. I, I, I can mean, send you more. But, but, no that's, but what's interesting is soon as – you know, one friend said, oh, pineapple, I can't because of the acidity. And I'm like, oh, you need to. This is this is delicious. And I could taste that difference. And I and I honestly love both side, both spectrums. Right. And pineapple yes. is one of the most healthy fruits. If you have inflammation of any kind, you go to the dentist, drink pineapple juice, eat pineapple. If you can chew, depends. Um, but pineapple is really good for any you, you. I don't if you fall down and hurt yourself. You got a broken arm, whatever you're going through that your your body is inflamed for any way, pineapple is your your go to. It if I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying. I better say I'm not a doctor, so I don't get in trouble. But pineapple for just, you know, that additional support is a delicious way. And you can always add a little rum to it. <laughs> yes. Well, so yeah, pineapple. Well, I'm thinking, you know, and I think, you know, Robert's really right. It's, it's, 
you know, even over Halloween, pink is not always like the thing you think of, but it brings up like, hey, this is different. You're allowed to be different on Halloween. And Halloween reminds us to get over our old mindsets and go into the new mindset, right? right. Handle those ghosts. And so pink is good. So, yes. so Deep so Melinda, that, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say that segues really into what this conversation has been about is, um, you know, because of the fall season, you know, we're seeing all the, um, you know, your, your grapes and your tree fruit and your melons there. You're not starting to, you're, you're starting to see less of those because the season's ending. So fall, it's the peak of the season for tropical fruits. So when you go to our site at melissas.com, you can go to our site and see all about what we call freaky fruits, which is what we re- we've been mm-hmm. talking about here. And how to use these peak of the season tropical fruits that look unusual and in some cases scary to people because they're so unusual looking and enjoy them during the peak of their seasons, like what we've been talking about, the rambutan. Or um, the rambutan is, uh, is, a, is a smaller fruit. It's actually the, um, the photo right behind you there. It's a red fruit. It, ha- it has what is looks like little hairs or spines on them. And on the inside, they look like an eyeball. That's the, fl- that's the actual fruit that you eat on the inside. It does have a seed. Um, a lot of people mistake it for a sea urchin in the sea, but it's not. It's an actual <laughs> fruit. It is related to the lychee and the longan, oh, which is yummy. another small fruit that grows on a tree. Um, but, um, the rambun in Thailand means hairy. So it's called the hairy fruit in Thailand, but we call it the rambutan or rambutan here in the United States. And it just has such a unique appearance, but getting back to the freaky fruit, if you go to our website, you can find out how to create monster snacks using the rambutans and using those, um, um, pomegranates. Also, uh, there's a, 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 uh, egg stew. You know how Linda said they look like eyeballs. You can put them in a punch and make this what they call an egg stew with the, with the rambutans floating in the punch Ooh. there. Uh, Ew. yes. And, Don't uh, they're that. just, Ooh. yeah. And, and if you go on there, you'll see all these other recipes. Well, you got this tropical fruits. What about the slime lime punch? It's like Linda, lime, you, yeah, your article, yeah. the, slime the slime punch recipe. That's using chia seeds, right? So you do chia yes. seeds too. Yes, we do uh, chia seeds. We like we like doing the white chia seeds. They're the apparently the most healthiest, and they mm. just have an a, unusual appeal. Ba- these these recipes that you can do for your Halloween party. Um, uh, again, we call it freaky fruit season. Um, you just use chia seeds. Uh, you need a couple cups of water. You need limeade and green food coloring. And it makes this green stew that has these little dots in them. It's really cool. There's photos on uh, there. And the recipes are really simple. It really doesn't take a lot of time to create any of these recipes. Uh, on our website, we have, these, we have a witch's brew elixir that you can create. Sugar worms using jackfruit and Buddhist hand. A freaky fruit Ooh. salad, a haunted graveyard using a jackfruit, uh, um, dragon fruit ice cream, which is using dragon fruit and using a melon baller to make listen, what looks kind of like eyeballs. Oh, dragon fruit, you know. And then you've got that other melon you sent us 
Okay. What's the other melon name that I never get the right? Kiwano melon. Yeah. It's tell us about yellow, that. It's different. Yeah. yeah. It's a yellow orange spiky. It looks like kind of like a little landmine. It's bright orange, yellow, green on the outside. On the inside, when you cut it open, it's all green, slimy, um, slimy type seeds. It's like a cucumber to eat. Yes, it's actually in the cucumber family. It's a little sweeter than a regular cucumber. And you can carve, and like like little mini pumpkins, you can carve and make uh, scary-looking go goblins and ghosts. You would see this on our website on the photo where we have a, like an eyeball on the um, – on the Kiwano melon with a oh, mouth and all the green slime, which is the interior of the fruit that's uh, uh, on the photograph of our Freaky Fruit um, recipe section on our website. So oh, you got to check fun. it out. So yeah. I just got the, the melons. So do I put them in the fridge or should I leave them out? Uh, the Kiwano melons like cucumbers, they are fruits. So you can keep them out on the counter for a long time. If for oh, cool. longer, for a longer extended period of time you can then put them in the refrigerator so you can keep them out on the counter for about two weeks or you can keep them in the refrigerator for about three weeks but this is the time to get your kiwano melons they're also referred to as a horn melon if you love cucumbers you'll love these and they're very unique they actually make an awesome pickle uh because they are in the cucumber family um, but you better Linda. check out that cucumber for your uh Halloween display. Linda and I have a thing about pickles. Ooh, this is exciting news. I have yes. to look that up. Yay. I know. I'm I'm in so can we go to the vegetables a little bit? I want to okay, wait, go to the kettle sure. corn. Tell us about the kettle corn because we oh, haven't opened okay. the bags yet, but we want to. Nancy and I want to ride around on our little you know, <laughs> our our um brooms and eat them and we'll let the neighborhood know. About kettle corn. Okay. But well, um, this is, GMO this is actually, yes. So our, um, um, you know, you're, you're thinking, well, uh, popcorn and kettle corn in the produce departments, we say yes, because we sell corn as well. But, you know, popcorn, kettle corn is uh, dry kernels that are popped um, and decorated uh, colorfully for that time period. So we do the witch's cauldron kettle corn. So it's a sweetened, it's a sweetened popcorn, you know, the kettle kettle style there. And the uh, it's colored uh, like almost candy colored purple and orange, which is a fitting color for Halloween. We actually do this kettle corn and popcorn throughout the season. Uh, during Valentine's Day, we do a, a pink uh, kettle corn. Uh, during the football season, we do a football different variety with pepper, chili pepper on it. Ooh. So our popcorn and kettle corn has become very popular in the produce department because all it all basically is, is popped um, uh, uh, corn kernels. And so we find it fitting to be found as a unique snack or put on your or close to your charcuterie board that you do for uh, family parties or ha yeah. Halloween party well, that you can is... enjoy the season with that theme. And you have healthy snacks, which I really, really clean snacks, as you say, you know, that I always enjoy. So I want to know, Diva Linda, you dug into them. We haven't tasted them yet. Are you giving thumbs up? We want to know yeah. if they're Diva approved. Diva yeah, approved? these are addictive. Yeah, these are really oh. addictive. Oh, my. Ooh. I'm thinking this is right. 
I probably shouldn't chew while I'm on air, but really good, Robert. Thank you. <laughs> really yeah, good. Well, well, the clean snacks is our ver our healthier version of what looks like granola. They look like sugar cubes, um, but they're um, they taste like granola. However, they're chia seed and flax seed yeah. based with mixed nuts. We don't use hydrogenated oils or add any extra sugars or anything to it. So it's a healthy granola in the produce department and the, um, the, the, the project is called Clean Snacks. We actually have 12 different varieties, coconut, pumpkin mm. seed. Uh, oh, we do yes. a holiday cinnamon one. We do, uh, we do actually a coconut, ginger, and turmeric variety. Mm -hmm. That's a new one. It's my the, favorite. One of the, the, the most popular flavors of clean snacks are almond and peanut butter. Hmm. This is a big deal, I think, also because during the fall, uh, you know, out here, especially where we are in the back east in Asheville right now, this is the road trip time. And you're out leaf peeping, and the, the leaves are changing. I know probably up in Seattle too, right? Um, LA, well, you, you got to wait a little while and go up in the mountains or something. I don't know, but you do have a change of season, but, um, you're on the road. And, you know, the first thing that happens on the road, you stop in at that gas station and you get all the stuff your body does not want. And listen, we're all, we're all going to pig out at Thanksgiving. We're all going to eat the naughty things on Halloween and all that stuff. But on a road trip, you want to have those flavors of fall. You can and still be clean. And, and that's why I always say, Robert, when you're on the show, I'm like, those clean snacks on the road mean everything. And I do know, like, you don't want to have the sugar high when you're doing long distance driving. And a lot of people are getting ready to do that for the holidays. Don't get the highs and then slump because I'm sick of everybody slumping on the road. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. Don't do it. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to hurt others. So I mean it like clean snacks are about um, keeping your blood sugar in the same zone. And not taking, like, don't eat the gummy worms that I used to do all the time. Gummy bear, don't, don't do it because you think you're fine for a few minutes. And then later you'll be pulled over, not being able to really do what you need to do. So clean snacks are everything on the road. And so many people are out on road trips right now, um, getting out to leaf peep and look at all the changing leaves or going out to see family when it comes to Thanksgiving and all of that. So I'm just saying, don't do the sugary high. You're going to, you're going to get hurt or you're, you're going to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> well, I think one thing, one thing for sure is that you can make your uh, Halloween party um, healthier and very unique yeah. by doing this theme at your, you know, because obviously really, you know, you mainly see pumpkins and a lot of candy. But you can trick your family or kids uh, yes. with doing by offering all these produce items that are are at the peak of the season for all these tropical fruits and fit it into your theme. So there there doesn't have to be as much candy and sugary snacks on the that table the kids for are the party. Up, who wants their kids up for five days? You know what I mean. So like <laughs> you don't want that. The dentist doesn't, or maybe they do. But no, but. Um, I think it's the, it, as a kid's like, come on, the Buddha's hand and the rambutans or however you say them, like, that's cool stuff. Come on. And, and the melons can't, still can't pronounce it, but there, there's so many different and asparagus. They got little fingers. Like you think those are like little ghost fingers at the end, <laughs> you know, 
They are like little ghost hands, you know. Someone chopped up their hand and gave you the finger and they're long, you know. <laughs> they used to be in gloves, you know. But I want to go to, okay, so we got yams. Okay, we got Japanese, little Japanese yam things. And then garnet ones. I don't know, Linda, if you got the same thing. Okay, so I haven't cut them open, but I know one is going to be like, what it, then there's the yams versus the sweet potato. Like, what's going on? Help. Okay. Let me, let me explain there. So the fall season, even though sweet potatoes and yams are available year round, the heavy demand is during the fall season when we get to the peak of the season. Even though they're available year round, America just loves buying them and, and eating them from like September to December than any other time during the year. And they're all grown domestically here. Now, the difference between, I get this question all the time. What's the difference between sweet potatoes and yams? The word is used interchangeably. In the Southeast, they don't call them sweet potatoes. They only call them yams. The rest of the United States outside the Southeast calls them sweet potatoes. It's the same thing. Uh, but let me give you this caveat to what really the difference is between sweet potatoes and yams. Sweet potatoes, when you cut into them, they're, they're either colorful and or, and they're sweet in flavor. Yams, if you really know, want to know what a true yam is, it has a very hard, thick skin that you have to peel, and there is no sweetness to them. So all in all, whether it says yams or sweet potatoes, they're really all sweet potatoes because they're sweet in flavor. But in the Southeast, they call them yams, and uh, so we're not going to offend the people in the Southeast, so we call them interchangeably yams and sweet potatoes. Now, there's Four basic varieties that are available to us. The garnet is most popular. The jewels are really popular. The Japanese, I think, hands down, best tasting variety. Um, and then there's like purple yams as well. So they all come in different colors, bright orange, light yellow. Uh, the Japanese are actually a cream color. And then, of course, the purple and not only purple on the outside, but the purple on the inside. Now, there's two different sizes. So regular yams, they get pretty big, okay? So a regular uh, sweet potato yam um, could be enough uh, sweet potato or yam for about two or three people. But Melissa started doing these baby yams and sweet potatoes several years back because, one, they're small, like, like the size of a small banana. So if you're in a, a small family household, um, one, uh, you're not committed to eating a big sweet potato or yam. And two, the cooking time is like a fourth the time than a regular sweet potato or yam. So we find that the baby sweet potatoes and yams, whether it's the garnet, the jewel, the purple, or the Japanese varieties, they, um, they're just easier to cook and work with because of their size. They're mm. like one-fourth the size of a regular sweet potato or yeah, yam. Those sweet potatoes can be really hard to cut with a knife. You know what I mean? And Correct. yet they're still, they're really soft quicker than a potato, but they're like woody hard and you can chop your hand off. Yeah. So you have to be very well, careful because they're, they're <laughs> very firm, uh, firmer than a regular potato. Um, their, their health benefits are just as better as a regular potato, vitamin E, vitamin D and stuff like that. They're, they're naturally sweet. So you don't have to put as much like butter or stuff that you like to put in them. But one thing about the baby sweet potatoes, because they're smaller and not as 
big and starchy, um, you can actually cook them in the microwave, which is handy dandy to a lot of people. So um, look for the baby uh, sweet potatoes. If you like the sweetest variety among the four varieties, I would definitely recommend the Japanese variety. It's kind of a purplish red magenta on the outside and it has a cream color on the inside. But I would tell you that is the sweetest variety of all the different varieties of sweet potatoes and yams. Well, Glenda, do you cook them? Do you do that kind of? Yeah. 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 I, um, yeah, I generally, well, I do two things with them, to be honest with you. Uh, one thing is um, I feed them to my dog, yams uh, or sweet potatoes. Um, mm -hmm. A lot daily of diet. Do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which really has, uh, I have a Scotty dog, and Scotty, Scotty dogs have are notorious for uh, allergies. They look at mm -hmm. something and they're allergic to it. So they tolerate yams really well. Uh, and, and our dog will fight you for a yam. She knows, she knows when they're being, uh, and we, I use the um, microwave for them and they come out just great. Uh, for us, I, I use them sort of in place of a French fry, but I don't fry them. I bake them, and with olive mm. oil and salt and pepper, it's Ooh. really quick. You just cube it, not cube it, uh, slice it, and uh, and then it comes out quicker and easier, and, and you leave it in the oven for, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. But it's really good, and uh, it's a nice substitute for potatoes or, or anything else you might be thinking of. And, uh, and I like these little ones, too, because you can also just give one of the smaller yams or sweet potatoes to uh, somebody on their plate or give them an extra plate, and then they can have it however they'd like. They can add olive oil, they can add butter, they can add cinnamon, whatever it is they'd like to do. So they're kind of cute when they're when they're small. So I like them a lot. I think they're quite wonderful. I, I'm excited about them because I love them. And um, like Nancy's, you know, she's she's got a different flavor profile than me. And I'm I'm like I'm weird. I eat salad for breakfast a lot now. It's a weird thing that's happened. But I, I'm one of these people that I will wake up and do sweet potatoes for breakfast with, I don't know, I'm weird. I'm telling you. But, um, <laughs> and I'll put some turmeric with them, turmeric and, and feta or goat cheese. And I'm in heaven. And, you know, you can put some rice or something. And it's just, they're very healthy. They're incredibly healthy for people. It's good fiber. It's good nutrition. It's good to balance your blood your blood sugar thingies or whatever. Um, again, better than gummy bears. <laughs> I'm getting over my addiction and Melissa's is helping me. Let's just say that. You know what? They're a nice um, color on your plate. So mm. um, I think it's important not to have all green or all meat colored or all one. Yeah. You, know, you, need, you need some different colors on your plate to make your, your, I think your, uh, your meal uh, more tolerable or, or more festive. Festive is a better word for it. So, uh, mm. they, you know, depending on whether you have the golden ones or the the really uh, red ones or whatever, they they really sort of um, kind of class up your dinnerware, class up your meal. Mm. And then you have those little mini pumpkins that we all got. Those little ones. Now, those I I know people use them as decor, right? And a lot of these can be used as decor and then used so you can, it's like a double purpose, right? So that's yes. sustainability. But so, like, can you eat them or like, what do you do? 
Yes, most definitely. All the all pumpkins are in the squash family. Only here in the United States we call them pumpkins. And most people just use them for Halloween in their Halloween display or decor, their cornucopia, you know, for Thanksgiving. But believe it or not, pumpkin all pumpkin varieties are completely edible and delicious. I mean, how do you get the meat from a pumpkin for punk canned pumpkin pie? Like when you make pumpkin pie, they actually come from pumpkins. And so that's a great segue into the unique pink pine uh pink pumpkin, which is um we Melissa's been offering these pink pineapples for about the last seven, eight years. And you know, they're pink on the outside. And uh, it's a great pumpkin to have in your display. But the fact of the matter is, after Halloween, you can go ahead and cut into it and cook it like you would a, a regular squash, like a butternut squash or an acorn squash oh. or whatever type of squash. Pumpkins are completely edible. Obviously, if you cut them into a jack-o'-lantern and then you sit them out, <laughs> you wouldn't want to eat the pumpkin. However, a lot of people just put pumpkins on display. And so the pink pumpkins, what's unique for them, you know, uh, every year at this time is um, is um, is breast cancer research uh, or, um, you know, um, mm -hmm. pink labels that you find on uh, products throughout your whole store coming up in October. It's awareness month. Yeah. Yes. So our pink pineapples, you'll even see it on the label. And, you know, once we distribute those pink pumpkins into the produce department, they they disappear before Halloween. So it will say on the sticker in regards to it that it's a pumpkin the, uh, and a donation is made to breast cancer research for every pink pumpkin that we sell during the month of October. But like I said, during the first couple weeks of October, they disappear really fast that you're actually supporting the cause for breast cancer research and the pink cause. So uh, look for pink labeling and pink products all over your um, your uh, your store come October. The pink pineapples, pink pumpkins. I like this. We're going pink for Halloween. I like it. I like it. Um, what about the little orange ones? Little orange pumpkins. Oh yeah, yeah. The small little ornamental ones. Yeah. They're beyond ornamental. You can eat the you can eat the orange ones. There's also little white ones. Yes, the rock hard. Um, I recommend um, microwaving them for about thirty seconds in the microwave. Then you're able to cut them and cut and cook them like a regular squash variety. And it's perfect size because it's single service size. So whether you because they're smaller, they're they you can actually cook them in the microwave. I uh, instead of using a lot of butter, I like using herbs. But you definitely can use butter. So any of those ornamental pumpkins. And then there's like the, the um, softball size one. They're called sugar pie pumpkins. That's the most popular yeah. pumpkin that they actually use for to make canned pumpkin, to make pumpkin pie. That's one of the more delicious varieties of pumpkin to make uh, pumpkin pie from scratch. But also a tip just to let you know, butternut is a great squash that you can use for pumpkin pie as well. If you didn't know, I had mentioned that only here in the United States that that ornamental orange um, squash, we call a pumpkin. We, we call them pumpkins here in the United States, but everywhere else, they're just called squash. And so um, believe it or not, a lot of times when you buy those canned pumpkins, 
to make pumpkin pie. Believe it or not, they use butternut squash to put in because a pumpkin is just a generic name globally for squash. So huh. when you get what you get in a can when you make pumpkin pie might not be pumpkin per se. It could be butternut squash or any other variety of squash, kabocha or other varieties of actually the what we call pumpkins here in the United States. But if you're using pumpkin, I would definitely recommend using sugar pie pumpkins and they're about the size of a softball. The sticker should say sugar pie because those are one of the sweetest pumpkins that you would you can use to make pumpkin pie. I'm hungry now. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about trying some new things. This is great. I know. Do something different for the table this year, you know? Kind of think like, you know, the all the sugary, high fructose corn syrupy things need to go away, you know? And I feel like I want to take Buddha's hand and do some interesting cocktails, you know? It's and I want to play to with the rambutans. The rambutans, oh, yeah. I feel like we need to do like a hairy thing on the side of the glass. Like for cocktails, you know, I don't know. Oh, you you can, know how you can, yeah, you can slice it in half and put it on the rim of your, uh, of your cup. Yeah. I can see that. Or you can also, and take out the, uh, the fruit looks like an eyeball on the inside, and float it. throw it into your martini and have a ramble martini, uh, rambutan martini or something along that lines. And it look, it would look like a floating eyeball in your martini glass. That's Classy. my style right there, Robert. You've got it, man. <laughs> with the, with the hand, you know, I've just got the Peter Lorre, the hand, you know, the tingler and all that. Have you watched those? Is that, gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, you gotta watch the tingler in the hand, the hand. Sorry. It's different. <laughs> it's that season. It's so much fun. We need to have a little fear and, and, Face the fears. That's what Halloween is about, facing the fears and having fun with it, you know. And I think this is a way also for people to face fears of getting in the kitchen and trying something new. And it's a way to get kids interested in produce and vegetables and fruits and let them be part of it. Let them take on the projects, you know, with the now, do we need to be worried about touching the spines of those rambutans? Are we going to get stung or anything? No, no, no. They're they're not thorns. They're literally hairs of the fruit. So it actually feels like a sponge. So yeah, they're not thorns. I didn't However, touch them. I, I'm going to get them out now. Okay, okay. good. But uh, the uh, on the on the um, the kiwano melon that we were f referring to as um, earlier that that is or bright orange and it has spines on it. The spines are actually kind of thorny. So. You want to be careful picking up that piece of fruit. Okay. Very cool. Diva Linda, any other questions? No, other than just to say that we weren't able to go and we couldn't go over all the things that are in, uh, labeled as freaky fruits and all of the new fall produce that's coming out. So in my article, I described them for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I give them a name and a, a description. And uh, from there, you can, and I tell you to go over to Melissa's for the recipes. Because uh, these, the good thing about this, about getting recipes from a produce company, is that they actually handle the produce. It's theirs, and they, a lot of times, I know you originate some of this fruit, you do some real uh, interesting gardening. So, um, anyway, go to, go to Melissa's, start with my article, 
recipes that go to Melissa's and you're going to find all the fun food, all the wonderful recipes. It's a great site just in general, just in general. I, I love it and uh, highly recommend it to you. But there's lots more where this came from. We didn't even sort of, we kind of You can't, your article, it. you're like, here's like, it's like 101 Dalmatians. Let's go. It's <laughs> so much. <laughs> each, each one has a different spot, you know. Uh, no, but in everyone, the link is uh, in the show notes for Diva Linda's article. You can also go to blendradioandtv.com and just type in Freaky Fruits. You'll find it, but um, Linda, you're right. You you had such a great idea, not just for the freaky fruits, but also for the fall table, Our which produce, I thought was what great. Can you, yeah, mm-hmm. what can what new thing can you add in this year to Thanksgiving and then into Christmas? I mean, there are fun, tasty, wonderful things, and and take a look at those recipes. They'll give you an idea of what else you can do besides what you've been doing for a hundred years. Yeah, we don't want to do what we've been doing for a hundred years. We didn't have the wine we have now either. So, (laughs) well, wait a minute. But anyway, but it's but it's really true. And uh, again, Melissa's dot com. We're here every first Saturday with Diva Linda. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. dot com. Thank you both. Thank you, Robert. It's always a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. I want some pumpkin pie now. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah.